When you think of the word polymath, don't you think of the word math inside of there? Well, you might, you might not. But polymath is more about the, well, using of your own knowledge, your journey of learning. And let's hear about it more from today's podcast. Open your mind and ready to explore why human beings are so amazing because of what they have to say. Hey, it's another episode of Their Stories with Dustin Anderson, and we are excited once again because we have another special guest. We have been exploring the the variety of stories and the people around the world. To me, that is the beauty of life. We get a chance to really dive deep into what makes people who they are, what kind of skills they offer to the world. And so we are actually joined from, uh, we actually joined with um, on the podcast today, uh, Zita Porter, and she is the host of the Pondering Polymath podcast. And I have a lot of questions about what that means. Actually, I know what that means a little bit, but uh, I want to hear it from, from you. So Zita, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. So uh, tell me uh, a little bit before we get into kind of what polymath is and the reason for your podcast. Tell me a little bit more about who you are, maybe where you're from or or maybe what you do or uh, kind of what makes you the person you are. Yeah, so I am currently living in New York. I recently graduated from my undergraduate degree with um, a degree in business, and I am working in the publishing industry currently. I'm interested in going into the publishing industry, specifically fiction books, and I plan to complete a master's degree in the UK over the next year for publishing. Wow, what an opportunity. And and um, are you a kind of a, are you a New Yorker? Would you consider yourself a New Yorker? Um, not really. I've only lived here for a few months, but I've grown up moving around quite a bit. Um, some of the highlights were uh, Panama for two wow. years, and I lived in Texas for, for a good bit. That's where I graduated high school, and then I went to college in South Carolina. Wow, so you've been uh, had a chance to really explore the world a little bit, too, and, um, and get to, to see really other people and now so tell me really quick of all those experiences traveling is there something that uh you you remember very well that that had a an impact on you yeah there was definitely a lot of experiences and i think i learned a lot about myself from moving from place to place and especially living in panama especially experiencing a a different culture from a young age i think i was I was 11 when I moved there and I was 13 when we moved back to the States and that was just such an interesting experience and it was middle school as well for me so there was definitely some um, awkwardness there but I think I got a lot of cultural um, knowledge and just a love for travel and a love for learning um, just really developed through through moving around so much. And now that's going to go into your future studies in the UK. And so um, what kind of inspired you to go over to the UK? What was the reasoning behind that? Um, I've always had an interest in England in general. I'm not really sure where that came from, but I maybe it's because I love tea so much. And ah. I absolutely <laughs> I think I would I fit right in uh, with, the, with the culture there. But I was looking for a study abroad experience when I was 
in college and I was supposed to study abroad in Santiago, Chile for about a year, but I wasn't able to because of COVID. So I ended up graduating early. I dropped one of my majors. I realized I didn't want to go to law school anymore like I had planned for the last 15 years. And um, I decided to kind of go the publishing route. And for grad schools, I was also looking for an abroad experience. And it was just a place where I had always seen myself living. And there's not too many publishing hubs globally. It's basically New York and London. So I'm kind of in the New York space right now. And also want to explore the, the London space too. Well, good for you and what a great plan and and I think that's something that we can commend to to you and your story and and to be able to inspire others because uh, that is I feel that's one of the best things of life is being able to take your experiences and be able to add those maybe to other people's experiences as well so let me go right into what um, I, I came across your uh, this podcast I follow a lot of different podcasts I'm very intrigued by it I don't do the podcast thing for money I do it for because it's fun to do right um, and connect with people so you have the pondering polymath podcast and first of all i had to look at the title and like wait a minute that's a tongue twister if you were to say that really fast um but polymath i i know what polymath is but for the average or maybe i don't want to say the average listener but for the listener out there what what does what does it mean does it have to do anything with math what does it mean Yeah, so it doesn't have anything to do with math. I had not heard the term before I created the podcast, but essentially it's a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning, which I think pretty accurately describes me. Uh, And that is kind of the format of my podcast. I explore different topics every single month. I kind of go in different directions with it, um, just so that I'm able to learn about other people's experiences with that specific topic. And I can also, kind of what you're doing, like spread other people's stories and um, their experiences and help inspire others. Well, yeah. So the person of wide ranging knowledge or learning. So yeah, you, you know, you. I think it's important for the podcaster, obviously, to be connected to their own podcast. Right. It's like me doing a podcast on physics. I would have nothing to know about it. I would want to learn from somebody else. But again, you want to be able to be connected with that. So tell me when when you're creating your episodes or when you're creating the, um, I guess, your agenda to go and reach people. How how do you find people? What is the criteria behind um, getting those guests on your podcast? Yeah. So initially, I just looked to my friends and people that I know. Uh, I was a tour guide in college and gave campus tours for my entire time uh, in my undergraduate career. And I met so many different people through that, through different majors or different majors involved in different activities. So I just had this wide range of connections just from being involved in that organization. So a lot of my interviewees at the beginning came from the university ambassador organization from the from the school I was at and this past month I'm looking at um, alternative lifestyles and that is a little bit different than most people that I know there's not too many people that I know they're living very alternative or very out there lifestyle so it was kind of my first time having to really source interviewees and source guests but it's been going really well so far and I've been able to have two guests in an episode and I've gotten to hear about 
people's experiences farming in other countries or just across the United States, living in tiny homes. So it's it's been really cool. And I've just found them through social media. I think that's the beauty of, of the social media is we can connect right to people in, in, in that capacity. I mean, look at the way the growth of podcasts have have well have grown since uh, since the I guess the creation of of uh, you know uh, social media and such. And so the tiny homes that's really interesting. I, I I don't know a lot about tiny homes, but it's kind of cool that you had a chance to um, uh, interview people like that. Was there anything that's stood out to you in in these stories and these conversations with people something that you just were like oh my goodness uh that was not part of my wide-ranging uh knowledge bank was there something that surprised you i think what surprised me was when i was doing the multiple interviews for my episodes i had one two weeks ago and then i have two podcast guests for my episode coming out this sunday and I think what really surprised me is that the, the interviews were completely separate and I just I just have them like one interview, like a little interlude and then another interview essentially. And the there was just a lot of commonalities between both of the of the guests and their stories and kind of like their desires. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And with the worldwide or worldwide opportunities on organic farms it's called woofing um for that episode both of the guests said they wanted to have their own homestead have their own farm where people could come and have experiences there and they both said that completely like separate from each other but they both kind of had that same desire so it was it was cool to see the the parallels between the interviews now let me just make sure i, I heard that right did you just say uh woofing that was woofing Yes. Yeah. W O O F. Oh wow. Okay. I was I was wanted to make sure I was getting that right. Uh, I'm thinking to myself. See, see, you know, we're we're uh, we're learning something. We're 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 adding to our bank of of that knowledge of learning. Um, and so I think that's really yeah. neat that you have a podcast like this because when I'm going through podcasts and trying to explore, there's a lot of like you know venture into business and and learn about the business model or learn about how to. Uh, uh, sustain your, uh, I don't know, uh, relationships and stuff. And that stuff is great mm-hmm. and wonderful, but I'm always looking for something different, something that, hey, you know, I have no idea. And again, yours stuck out uh, to me and said, polymath. And I started to understand, I'm like, what does that mean? Yes. Okay. There's something about knowledge behind that. I knew it didn't have anything to do with math as, as somebody that used to teach math. Mm-hmm. Um, but so cool, so cool. And, and so going forward in thinking, and nothing that's on your agenda now, what would be kind of uh, your, is there is there a topic or somebody that you would love to interview on your show? Um, I have an entire like table full of topics nice. that I want to have in the future. So I have very like, far reaching ones that, that I hope as the podcast gets bigger, I can have uh, like other guests on there and maybe work my way up to like super well-known people or something like that. But um, yeah, it's really, I have, I have quite a quite a long list of things I want to do. One of the interesting ones that I came up with recently that just sounds super cool to me would be to do 
a month um, with four different types of critics, like a movie critic, a book critic, a film critic, like a fashion critic or something like that, and just kind of compare their their opinions and their oh, processes. Okay. Um, but that's that's kind of far reaching for, for right now. Well, it's okay because it's it, 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 I think it's important in life for us to have those types of, uh, uh, I, I guess, methods and types of goals and whether it be far reaching, but it, at the same time, it, it, it's, it builds throughout time. And I think that's important. So good for you. I, I, I cannot wait. I'll have to definitely tune in um, to those, uh, to those yeah. different uh, podcasts as well. Um, a couple of questions. Uh, you know, I try to, in, in the episodes of their stories, I try to go all over the place, right? Everyone's is unique. We know that. Um, and every guest, I'm not going to ask the same questions just because I, it would be hard to do that. Um, and I think I wouldn't get kind of the the organic way of looking um, at the stories. So you obviously traveled a lot and you're going to be traveling a lot. And um, if you could pick uh, your favorite road, uh, I guess, traveling snack, uh, what is your favorite go-to snack? Ooh, that's a good question. I really love hippies, which are like vegan cheese puffs. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they are um, good for the environment. They're made out of chickpeas. They are um, completely vegan, no dairy at all, and they're so good. And I could just like devour an entire bag. So that would be a good <laughs> for snack for me. Yes, I like that. Okay, I like that. Um, you know. I, I think that's the beauty of life is uh, there's a lot of things I always talk about is the beauty of life because that's kind of one of the things that we have to do uh, is to look at those uh, great things. Snacks. Yes, I, I'm definitely not something as healthy as you. I'm more of a Reese's Pieces kind of guy on the road, um, <laughs> but totally, uh, totally uh, enjoy that as well. Um, you know, as you're traveling and as you're thinking about your future plans and even through your podcast and your work and through your, 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 your I guess, with family and stuff. What is something that really truly brings you joy in life? What brings you joy? This was something that I thought a lot about when I was kind of having what I like to call a quarter life crisis when I was in my junior year of college. Um, and I was thinking about whether I wanted to do law, whether I wanted to pursue something that I was genuinely interested in, in terms of publishing. And I realized that my kind of purpose in life was to help other people tell their stories. Um, and that's kind of connected to my podcast and it's also connected to editing. And I just have, I would say, uh, like a natural affinity for editing things, especially coming from a business background where I really didn't study English at all <laughs> in, in college. So I definitely just had to build it up myself and reach out for opportunities because uh, it was not I was not like a shoe-in for any sort of publishing internship um, just because of my background um, especially with they, they want mainly like English majors, communication majors, that sort of thing. So that was a little bit difficult kind of going into the publishing industry um, and I just kind of had this purpose in the back of my mind of helping people communicate their stories and that's my reason for editing and that's my what gives me joy is when I can take somebody's entire 200 plus page manuscript and help them communicate it 
effectively to the world and to their audience. So that's that's kind of um, how it connects to my purpose and how it brings me joy. I love that. I love that because there's such there's such power behind that kind of that uh, maybe that behind the scenes work and that behind the scenes work is laying some uh, pretty solid groundwork. Um, I like the way you answer that question because it, number one, it's def- obviously different than everybody else's that I that I ask. Um, I even ask that to, to strangers, and, and and I think the world is just kind of a crazy place, anyways. And why not try to ask people what brings them joy? Maybe it, it continues to spark other people's thinking of their own joy. So solid job on that. I think that's wonderful. Um, you know, in, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that um, I, I think through life it's important to people have you know they connect well with people they build relationships and bonds um and, and those that may inspire us or those that have helped create this type of journey right and so was there somebody in your life that you would i guess uh mark down as influential to to who you are today um i would have to mainly say my my parents and um tangentially my my siblings as well just because of moving around so much they were the core people that I was always with no matter where I was living so I would say they had the greatest influence on me growing up and shaping who who I am today um, I know it's not just one person but <laughs> um, that's kind of just you know, like the family unit I guess was was definitely strong growing up <laughs> I like that. Yes, and that family, I think that's important. I, I'm a big believer as an educator that it, family, it starts at family, whatever that family looks like at the dynamics of that family. But I think it's important to recognize uh, that as well. In terms of, of going into publishing and going into your future career and um, your using your skills and knowledge, what do you find to, um, I, or maybe what do you hope for yourself in terms of, building a community or inspiring how about inspiring others what do you hope to do in terms of that i hope to inspire others through the books that i help publish um what i'm learning now kind of through my internship and through freelance work that i'm doing editing is that you have a lot of control um on the editorial side of what projects you take on. So whether that's like kind of a stereotype of starting in the publishing industry, like you have to go through the pile of manuscripts that no one wants to look at and find the good things in there. But it is really important to evaluate each of those manuscripts and each of those submissions so that you can bring forth stories and help polish stories that are going to impact other people. Uh, So I think that is a really big deal for me. And I I really want to play a role in bringing those stories to to wider audiences. Do you find um, a a difference? Obviously, I know the difference between fiction and nonfiction, but in terms of the work, um, in terms of freelance work and publishing work, is is there a major difference between the work behind fiction and nonfiction? I, I think there is, just in terms of like the reason why people, I mean, I can't generalize um, just because everybody has a different reason for writing, but I feel like the tones are different, like the undertones of nonfiction versus sure. fiction, um, just because 
while you need creativity for both, fiction just has so much more of a creative side to it where you have to be able to develop a story. You're creating characters like from your brain and they're like so personal to you in a way that is different from if you're writing about your real life, well, that's obviously personal to you. Um, but say you're writing a fiction book and your editor is like, actually, I think we need to, uh, we need the, the main character to break up with their partner. And that's just not something that you want to do. Oh. And that's not something that if you wanted to write, um, that's going right. to be like, a very personal choice for them whereas if it's non-fiction you can't just sure. have the main characters in your story break up but that's not what actually happened <laughs> <laughs> no right 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 yeah <laughs> makes sense makes sense um yeah zita what's your favorite do you have a favorite tv show or favorite movie um my favorite movie right now is ladybird and my favorite tv show i have a few but um, kind of two of my favorites are kind of very different genres. Um, one is The Magicians and the other is Pose. Okay. So the reason I asked that is because uh, I don't know any of those. I, um, I, no, I wrote them down because now I have to check them out. I'm always finding that ways um, to uh, connect with people and, and, and well, and build yeah. my bank of knowledge. Um, when, as somebody in your line of work um, and in terms of writing and publishing and all the work that goes into that when you are when you are watching tv shows when you're watching movies are you is your is your is your writing brain on are you saying man i could write that better i could write that line better or i could do more of with that or is is there is there ways of that you are, are engaging or just sitting back and like no i just want to truly shut my brain off and be entertained <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say with other forms of media, I just uh, mainly do it to be entertained. And it would be more with books and what sure. I'm reading is that's where I'm, I'm find myself more and more evaluating the like structure of what I'm reading when that's just like not what I need to be doing or looking at the, the layout of the text on the page because that's something I have to do in my internship, but that's definitely not something I need to be doing when I'm reading a book for fun. Right. No, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, I have a student that really is into writing and she's just, she's at this point right now. I mean, she's a high schooler. She's really not sure what she wants to do with it, but she knows she loves to do it, right? But she also has such a distaste for uh, science and, and other subjects. She simply loves the reading and the writing of, of, of her learning. Was there a subject in high school or even in your college years that you just, I don't want to say despised, but you just were like, man, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I would say, I mean, as a polymath, I definitely like most subjects, but I would say in, in college, I really did not enjoy my 
like advanced statistics classes that I had to take, which had like coding in them and everything. And it was just not, it was not the most fun thing ever. It was like applied statistics for business, um, which is just not fun. Um, so yeah, probably more on, on the statistics side, like calculus side of things. It was not my favorite. Not your favorite. <laughs> no, when I asked that question originally, I'm like, I, I, I knew, I knew you were going to say something in connection to the polymath. I'm like, cause you said you're a, you're a person of wide range of knowledge or learning you have yeah. that great appreciation um, definitely something I'm going to uh, talk with my students and such about both at the high school and the college level um, truly what well, I mean or, or kind of what is your I, and I guess I do know I do know kind of what your goals are within publishing but is there an end goal I mean do you do you do you want to uh, I'm not saying you're thinking about retirement right now, but if you were to use this question as, by this age, I want to be at this company for this many years and have done this job. Um, is there an end goal in terms of your publishing career? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to eventually have my own publishing company. Oh, okay. It's kind of my goal, like a, a smaller company that I can really focus on the books that I want to publish and like really take time with the authors and like work on their books with them. Um, just like the, as more yeah more connected to my to my passion and my purpose. And I'm not really looking to be in a like large corporate setting in terms of publishing um, and I, I'm at a small company right now and they're, they're independent and I really like the environment there. Yeah, that environment is important, I think. And um, do, you, do you find yourself um, finding that environment or the connection to other people and building relationships? Do you find that to be um, refreshing? Do you find that to be important as a part of uh, kind of building your, your, well, your continued story? Yes, definitely. And this podcast has been really great for reconnecting with people and finding new connections uh, for sure. So I think that I will use that even beyond like and outside of the podcast just to um, just get to know other people and, and get to have that network, not necessarily for my career just just personally yeah and that's and that's a great point i appreciate you bringing that up because i think that's really uh, uh the, really the i guess the the heart um of of why i did the podcast and you were talking about your connection to that as well i think that's that's wonderful and connect with other people just a few more questions Zena, and i and again i really appreciate you being on the podcast today um what would you give in terms of advice for young people out there, um, college students or that are about to enter and, and do kind of similar work as you are doing. Is there advice that you would give them right now? I would say just to stay curious and to ask questions. Some of the some of the things that I've gotten to do in my internship right now are just because I asked to be involved in it and they weren't gonna just like hand it to me or anything or like they handed it to me because I asked for it but it wasn't something they were just gonna um, like think of me right off the top of their heads to, to ask if I wanted to do it um, and I was able to like utilize the skills I had and kind of leverage the skills that I had to get these other opportunities so I would say just 
ask questions, get to know people in your field, whether or not it's going to lead to something like a, a job opportunity or anything like that. I had a really great experience working with an author and editor who I didn't end up working with or getting an internship with, um, but I did end up editing her entire book um, just because I reached out in an email and just asked her if there was anything that I could do. Uh, so there's definitely so much that you can do and um, like what's the the one saying that's like the worst thing they can say is no um, so definitely just uh, just making sure to stay curious and ask questions and ask when you don't understand things as well I think I think that's a very powerful tool as well yeah that's that's I like how you said stay curious because it kind of reminds me of uh, you know stories growing up and advice that people were giving me and, and something that I find really important that that I was told from mentors stay curious right because I grew up in this idea that uh, and, and you know ask questions and maybe it might show you as, as weak but that's totally opposite right that is totally opposite mm-hmm. what it means to ask questions that's how you learn that's how you learn um, Number one, though I have one more question for you, but again, I, I really appreciate um, you being on the podcast today, and I think that's it. It's just I love talking with people, and and I think that the pandemic, uh, when that happened, when people were not, at, I don't want to say it's not close, but definitely not in person as much, coming out of it, and when we started seeing people more and started talking, I now appreciate people more now than ever um, in, in understanding that. I don't know, it's some sort of internal... Um, situation do you do you feel the same way do you feel like it's just it's just so much better and you greater appreciation for connecting with people yeah definitely and I think it's so much easier to connect with people I don't think we would have seen the the rise in podcasts as it's been happening if if um, everything wasn't so everyone wasn't so isolated for so long and really wanting people really wanting to reach out for those connections so I definitely agree with that and in the last thing I want to ask you if you just in terms of your podcast and, and who you are as a person not I mean and again your your work is who you are too as well but uh, just in general in life to people out there what, what would be if you could just give a random stranger some words of advice of anything in life what would that be oh wow I know um, sorry I threw a little uh, challenging there uh, question there yeah yeah I would say just to let the people know that people that you appreciate know that you appreciate them Um, because I think that people don't necessarily hear that enough and it's always good to remind yourself of who you're grateful for and what you appreciate. Amen to that. Amen to that, Zita. I like that. I like that. I think that's so important, especially where some of the crazy things that we see on the news, and it's like, you know what, let's let's appreciate other people in our lives. Well, Zita Porter, the Pondering Polymath Podcast. Again, that is, say that 10 times fast. Um, where, where can we find your podcast? Where do we find you? Yeah, so basically on any podcast platform, I think I'm on seven now, Um, but Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
I think I'm on Amazon now, but if you just search the Pondering Polymath podcast, it should pop up. And um, I also have social media for the podcast as well. And if you just search the Pondering Polymath podcast, it should come up there too. You've practiced that many times, haven't you? <laughs> I yeah, like that. I say it every episode. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, Zeta, thank you again for being on the podcast. So much appreciate the person you are and keep being you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you asking me to be on the podcast. You're welcome.